This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The linchpin of a decade of competitive baseball and the man who helped bring two American League pennants and three Central Division titles, the former manager of the Detroit Tigers and soon-to-be Michigan Hall of Famer, Jim Leland, who will be inducted into the Michigan Hall of Fame this Friday evening at the Fisher Music Center. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing excellent. Like I said before, Friday evening, you're going to be inducted into the Michigan Hall of Fame. you have anybody special introducing you? No, I don't really know how they do it. I think they... I think they have an MC that must introduce all the Hall of Famers, and then uh, I think you go up there and they just ask you a few questions. It's kind of a quick program, really, which is good. I don't think there's any speeches or anything by the by the people being inducted. So I think it's just a kind of a little Q and A, and you know, for the people that come, and that's pretty much it. How did you feel the moment you got the news that they called you and contacted you and let you know that hey, we'd like to induct you into the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame? Obviously, you know when you. Uh, you know, when you get an honor like this, obviously it, it, it just means that somebody gave you an opportunity. And of course, in this case, Mike Elias, Elias family, Dave Dombrowski, Al Avila, David Chad, John Westoff, and, and the entire front office was just, you know, great to me. They gave me an opportunity to be the manager of the Detroit Tigers, which believe me, I take very seriously. Uh, I think it's an honor to manage a major league team, particularly one that I was fortunate enough to sign with as an 18 year old kid. So to get that opportunity to point in my life was unbelievable. And you know, when you like I say, you when you when you uh when you receive an honor like this, it's normally because somebody provides you with an opportunity and that's certainly the case. What does it mean to you to to be such a beloved figure to not just the Tiger fan base, but also the state of Michigan? Well, you know, it's nice. I mean it's obviously nice to be recognized, but you know, it's usually uh you know, it, it's usually because a lot of other people did good. I mean look look at the way the players played for me. Uh, in 2006, I think it was a it was a big turnaround for the entire organization. When, when the Tigers became a family again, the front office was unbelievable. Uh, the support that I got from within there was, you know, great. Uh, Mr. Illich, the Illich family, Dave Dombrowski, like I said, all those people, they really supported me. And of course, the key was the players. And and you know, we had good players, and I knew that when I came in there. And we just, you know, we just needed needed to make talent a team. So uh, we were able to do that, and I thought we kind of. Revitalized Tiger baseball a little bit. I'll always be proud of that. But I think the thing that I'm proudest of during my time in Detroit was the fact that we brought the entire organization back together, as well as the fans and everybody else. We we became a big happy family. It was exciting in Detroit for a lot of years there. Certainly apologize that we didn't get that final big prize for him, but you know we obviously did pretty well. We won a lot of games, and you know we never lost the first round of the playoffs. A lot of people said, "Well, Dombrowski got him there," but we. You know, they always got knocked out early. We never got knocked out early. We won every division series we played, you know. And so, you know, it was just nice to see the fans, you know, all the Tiger gear, wherever you went, Tiger hats, Tiger shirts, people back into it again. And, you know, some of that stretch that I was there was through some very tough times for the city financially, you know, with the auto industry and everything. So it was just a pleasure and an honor to be the manager for the Detroit Tigers. I, I truly appreciated it. Speaking of 2006, you gave a post-game presser that has come, that has become lore in Detroit. Back then in 2006, was your intention truly to change the culture of the Tigers? And did you think that that, that presser would become as big as it is to this day? Well, no, I didn't really think about it that much. You don't certainly plan stuff like that. You just react. And when you see something that you know you need to respond to, you take care of it. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want them to fall into that trap that they had been falling into a little bit. 
you know, complacency and it was okay if we, you know, if we, you know, if we won a few games and lost a few games that, you know, that wasn't okay anymore. And it wasn't really anything. It wasn't my way. It was what I believed was the right way. I know when Sparky came in, he said, you know, it's my way or the highway. I, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like we're not going to do things my way. We're going to do things the right way. And, and I tried to really emphasize that. And I knew, you know, I told those guys early on that this is a, this is a potentially a world series team. And, you know, after a while they realized that, you know, if I did say one thing that was accurate, that was one thing that was accurate. And I truly believed that. I could see this team was really good. They just didn't have a feel at that time, you know, right off the bat to, to know how to put it together and to know how to have that swagger that I asked them to have, a little bit like the Yankees and not cocky or belligerent or anything. But I wanted them to have that swagger like, hey, this is the Detroit Tigers. These guys are good. They're coming to town. They're good. And, you know, they did buy into that. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, they didn't forget about the message that I was trying to send. So early on, we had to, you know, get things straightened out a little bit, which we did. And I, I don't know, we went on some torrid streak after that. So, it was, you know, it, it, I don't really know if that had anything to do with it or not, to be honest with you. But at the same time, you know, I wanted to push that club because I knew it was really good. Sticking with that 2006 team, you mentioned that you got you had guys who you thought could win a World Series. You thought you had guys who were talented. What were some other key ingredients that got that team to that point? And do you see this current installation of Tigers having similar ingredients? Well, I think what, what, what happened, if you looked at that team in 2006, you already had Pudge there, you had Maglio there, you had Gee in there, you had Inge there. These guys were, you know, veteran players. I mean, they, they you know, they just hadn't won yet, but they were really good veteran players. And then I, I really think we made a good move when we signed Kenny Rogers. We brought a, a, an old veteran pitcher in there, and I want to say old, old, but, you know, a real veteran pitcher in there to kind of stabilize things, you know, the mentality of things. We also brought in young talent like Justin Verlander and, and Joel Zamaya. So we interjected some young with some old and then some guys that were in between guys that were in maybe, you know, about to be in the, in the good part of their careers. So I thought, we, you know, there's a, there's a big key in a, in a knack to knowing how to put a team together. And I thought, you know, I wanted to take that young talent. Verlander, you could see was a young stallion. It was going to be good. You could see Joel Zamaya had an arm that was un- unbelievable at the time, you know. They talked about the bullpens in Detroit. In 2006, we had Joel Zamaya, Rodney, Todd Jones. Uh, you know, Jamie Walker. I mean, these guys were good, you know. And uh, so, you know, we, we put that team together. It came together, I think, because everybody got on the same page. You know, as a manager, if you get your veteran players to buy into what you're trying to accomplish, you got most of it whipped. Now, speaking of the current roster, obviously we're going to face some tough times with the, with the turnover of talent going more towards a team filled with prospects. So I want to ask you, as a former manager, now that the Tigers are going to be filled with a bunch of younger players, a bunch of younger prospects, as a manager, what are you looking for in a young player as he makes his way early on onto a major league roster? What does a manager look for in terms of progression and game-to-game in terms of what he can do on the baseball diamond? Well, I think that, that that's a great question. That's a great point. And I think that's exactly where we are right now. Like a lot of people, we're just looking at the fact that we're having a tough time winning some games right now. And I understand that. Believe me. I've been through it. I went through it right after winning the World Series in 1997 with Amara. In 98, we played 38 rookies. We got beat 108 times. So, but I think what you have to do, I think the, the process that we're in right now, I think Al Avila and his, and his scouting staff did a terrific job of acquiring some talent to add into the organization that was a little short of talent, quite truthfully. And and they interjected some young talent. And now I think the job is, you know, these next few games, 18 left or whatever they got, it's, it's, a, it's a good time to try to 
you know, get an idea who are the most talented players we brought in. So, you know, from the minor league reports to the major leagues, what you're seeing right now, I think that's really important to be judging these guys, to be scouting these guys. You know, which guys have the highest ceiling? Which guys have the most talent? Which guys have the most uh, flexibility as far as learning power? I think this is a critical time for the Tigers. And it's a very important time, even though the one the win-loss record is going to suffer. There's no question about that. There's going to be some growing pain. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I read a lot of the stuff that, that, that people talk about. And, and uh, you know, everybody felt it was time that you had to trim this roster, trim the payroll. That's the realistic part of baseball. And, uh, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't get upset when you do that. You know, I mean, nobody wanted to see J.D. go or Upton go or J.V. go. But at the same time, you know, you, know, you have to do those things when you're going to when you're going to revamp and start over. So I think the biggest key now is I think we have a big job on our hand right now. Brad and the coaching staff is to evaluate this talent, see how good this talent is, see which ones are going to be there when you get good again and which ones can be there when you get good again. So I think there's a big task at hand right now. I think it's very important. Hot button issue that's going around speaking about this team. If Brad Osmus is brought back next year, what do you think he brings to the table that makes him a good choice as the manager during this rebuilding phase that the Tigers are going through? Well, obviously he's a very bright guy. He runs a very good game, and it's hard to judge guys when you you know when you're having the kind of year we have, and then we made the trades, and we had some injuries to start. I think he's a very bright guy. I think he runs a very good game. I think he's an excellent guy at teaching. He's young. He's in great shape. He can do physical work. He can work with the players physically as well as mentally. He can run the game at the same time. So I think he brings a lot to the table. And of course, that's going to be a decision for Al Avila to make. I don't have anything to do with that. I don't know anything about it. I, I know I've read where Al and Brad are going to sit down and talk at some point. And, and you know, the decision will be made. But, he, I mean, he obviously brings a lot to the table. There's no question about that. I think he's an excellent manager. And like I said, he is, a, you know, if you were talking about some guy like me in this situation, it would be probably time to go to pasture. But you got a young guy in Brad that can do work physically. He's very bright. He runs a good game. He's got a good feel for players. So, you know, if, if Al and Brad decide that it's a good fit, uh, I'm sure it'll work out. If not, then, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But that'll be a decision that Al and Brad have to talk about, and that decision will be made on some later date. Do you and Brad have a good relationship, and does he pick your brain sometimes on different topics and how to get through to players and how to do different things with the lineups? Um, no, he never asked me about a lineup uh, as long as I've known him. I'm in Cleveland right now with the team, to be honest. Just taking a look at some of the, you know, Candelaria and some of the guys. Um, you know, we do have we do have conversations. Uh, I try to stay out of his hair. If he asks me something, I give him uh, my opinion, which is exactly what it is. And it's opinion. You can, you know, either, you know, accept it or, or you know, not, not go along with it, whatever. But, you know, I don't have anything to do with the strategy or – lineups or anything like that. Brad knows what he wants to do. He's very well prepared. You know, I watch him in these games when I'm with the team that he, you know, he's extremely prepared. He knows exactly what he's doing, what he wants to do. But right now when you're playing a bunch of young players, it's going to be tough to win games. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know, so, you know, yeah, we have an absolutely great relationship, but I'm not near as involved as some, as some people think I am, you know, it's his team. I stay out of the way. If he asks me something, I give him my opinion. And he's been more than, more than, absolutely more than respectful to me during the time here. Former Tiger manager Jim Leland on the phone with us. Speaking of Cleveland, in the midst of a 20-game winning streak, looking like they're poised to make a run this year, what do you think about the Cleveland squad and what's their chances to make a run in the American League? 
Well, I think, you know, I, I think they probably have the best team in baseball right now. But if you remember right, three weeks ago, that's what everybody was saying about the Dodgers. This is a very humbling game, you know, and there's no guarantees whether the streak continues today or not. Uh, you know, how they finish up, there's no guarantees once the playoffs starts. You know, the, the playoffs is, is, is a whole different ball game, and there's no guarantees. Now, it's Cleveland on paper, and what they've done look like the best yeah. team to do. But the Houston Nationals are pretty good. You know, Los Angeles Dodgers, they have a great team, yes, but the Arizona Diamondbacks are pretty good. Chicago Cubs defending champion, Washington Nationals. So there's no given in this business, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very difficult. It's very hard to win. I think that's what you find out. Uh, you know, you, you know, winning a major league game is precious. I mean, it really is. If you win one game, it's precious. Any major league game you win is precious. It's very hard to win. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's making it look easy right now. But postseason time, it's not going to be easy because you're going to be seeing a good, really good pitcher every day. Uh, you know, and they shut the offense down. If you look, you know, Boyd threw a few too many pitches, but Boyd pitched a good game last night. He shut their offense down. They, you know, they got two runs. So you got to be careful, you know, when you when you pre-crown somebody as champion. I mean, it's just, it's just not that easy. Jim, we'll get you out of here on this. Two-part question for you. While you were managing, what did you find to be the most difficult situation you had to deal with, and what was the most rewarding situation you had to deal with? Uh, well, I think the most rewarding situation for me when I, when I managed the Tigers, like I said earlier, we got, you know, we, we brought the family back to the Tigers. I mean, we, you know, the fans came back. We do three million people, I think, three times when I was there. Uh, you know, we got the fans into it. We got the front office into it. We got everybody believing. We got the players believing. Uh, that was the most rewarding thing, you know, obviously. The most disappointing thing and the most difficult thing was, you know, not, not bringing that final prize to Detroit and Mr. Illich. You know, we wanted that. I know everybody talked about how Mr. bad Mr. Illich wanted it and the fans wanted it. Well, believe me, the manager and the coaches and the players wanted it just as bad. So that was a little bit disappointing. But uh, there were so many rewarding times. It was like I said, it was not manage the Tigers, and we won 700 games while I was there and lost five-something. You know, got to the postseason actually five times if you count the one game in Minnesota. And like I said, never got beat in the first series of the playoffs. Never. Not one time. And we went to four uh, American League championships and won two of them. So, you know, had we got, you know, had we got that final prize, it probably would have gone down as possibly the greatest era in, in, in Tiger baseball, in the history of Tiger baseball. And it's still one of the great eras of Tiger baseball. So just to be a small part of that and to be the manager of that team during that time, uh, that's an honor. And it's something that, like I said, I don't take that lightly. I mean, you know, so it, it was just, like I said, it was an honor to manage for Tiger fans and, and, and Tiger ownership. And it's, it's something that I take very seriously. If you want to see Jim and the other class that's been nominated and awarded the Michigan Hall of Fame, you can go to MS hof.org tickets still available this friday september 15th the max fisher music center jim much deserved you did a great job you did bring back a great era of tiger baseball the organization is lucky to have you still working with them and we hope for an opportunity to pick your brain on baseball matters in the future thank you for joining us no you're more than welcome thank you thank you jim congratulations